Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is oh man, what what's the what's the word? <laughs> Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. I'm sorry, I went off script. My name is Kerry Palmer. Consummate professional as always. Joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Yeah, unfortunately, Liam Hemsworth couldn't make it today. Um, he was booked to be the new host of the Minimap Cast, but unfortunately, has taken the new role as Geralt in The Witcher. Because I wasn't of- even late. Yeah, well, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, you're like, we 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 had him on, and then and then he suddenly had his this big multi million dollar deal with Netflix, and and before that we were trying to get Henry Cavill, but he's he's currently doing the Superman thing again, and so we, that just that just didn't work out either. There's just you know, it's just a we're just always an ounce away from really making it, and then something like that comes up. So <laughs> we're just an ounce away from replacing half of our hosts, yeah, with a with a triple A Hollywood actor, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Oh. Well, we we hope to get him on soon. We we really do. We we know is we know he's such a big listener. Um, How do you feel about them recasting Geralt midway through a show? Oh, look. I mean, recasts happen. Um, I don't like. I haven't seen the show, so like, I don't particularly care. Right. Um, like it. Like for my for my money, like I am happier to see him back as Superman than I am like unhappy that Liam Hemsworth is Geralt. Um, but also I feel like they maybe like, instead of recasting Geralt, why don't they just like do Siri for a couple of seasons or something? Just, they had Siri in season two. I I just think she's not going to be a main character. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like why, why not use this as a time to really go all in on a, on a cool adaptation series story? The problem with that is she's not a witcher. It would have to be a different show. Isn't she a witcher? She's trained at the Witcher school, but I don't think she becomes a Witcher. Her, her, she's like a child of prophecy. I don't go to. I don't go here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know I mean, I've already played the games, yeah. and that was like seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, I did. Her whole thing is she's a she's a part of the Wild Hunt something something. Right. Okay. I don't know. Um. I don't think I didn't look. I I didn't want to see him. As, uh, sorry, I didn't want to see Liam Hemsworth as Geralt, but I also thought that Henry was it was an odd choice as well. Um, I hear he's done it quite well. Well, yeah, because he's a he's a big fucking nerd. Um, so like, I feel like you know he 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 put his heart and soul into it. Um, he didn't seem super happy doing it, from what I've read. I don't know how like really like in terms of just like he apparently would often say in interviews that he was it like the, the, the battle of the show was always between him, the books and the showrunners because he wanted the show to be more like the books and the showrunners didn't really as much. And so he would always try and kind of like push and pull with them a little bit. Not as far as I'm aware, not in any, like any bad way, but just in like a, he really wanted this and they actually wanted this. Um, that sounds frustrating. I, you know, he's, he's a big fucking nerd. Isn't he? <laughs> What's that? Guy? You keep saying that. What's that? Guy? <laughs> he did a fucking three-hour live stream where he where he was building a PC. Yeah, he's a huge. What's that got to do with how well he can play a character? Oh, nothing. It's just funny to say. <laughs> uh, funny to be too. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, we are going to. Oh, pardon me. I've just. I've just received the hiccups 
great. Which is not great to intro a show with, but Look, we'll see how I go. Liam would not um, have the hiccups. <laughs> true, you, you got the you got the you got the war chest to pay for Liam to to do the intro of the show. War chest. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Maybe maybe he'd do it for free out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we've been playing as we usually do, but we're gonna first start with a with a hypothetical discussion, a return of one of our favorite segments, uh, making its second appearance on the show. The you can have this one topic. Uh, but before we do that, it's time to intro the show. Uh, if you didn't know. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can catch us every week on any podcast platform of your choice. Uh, and you can watch us on Twitch as we record the show live, if you like. Um, you know, if you like what you're hearing, if you are enjoying the show, uh, please give us a positive rating wherever you're wherever you're listening to us. Uh, and if you want to join us as we record the show live, you can uh, join us at 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, tw- at twitch.tv slash minimapau uh, before, during and after the show we hang out with the chat so you can sort of have a discussion with everyone else in the chat there about what we're talking about as we're talking about it, interact with us during the break the pre and post show, we're here all that time to chat with you uh, if you're here to join us live uh, so consider joining us next week uh, be sure to keep up to date with us uh, when we post anything new any new episodes, anything on minimap.com.au uh, you could do that by following our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch accounts. All of those are at MinimapAU. Uh, it's a great way to know what each week's episode is as it goes live. Uh, for example, last week we had a big horror discussion. We're actually recording this on Halloween. It's the 31st of October, but it released on the Halloween weekend, Friday. And uh, we had a big discussion about spooky games and uh, how they make us feel, how it makes me feel as someone who doesn't normally play them. Uh, it was a good discussion. It's been, it's been uh, shouted out as already been a, a good one to listen to from uh, from June, who is our our other our other third, our other host, who is still busy, who has who isn't around for for the moment. But they they greatly enjoyed the topic. Maybe you would too. Uh, this week, like I said, we we're talking about you can have this one, Jack and Daxter, uh, and then next week we're going to be talking about. We're going to be doing a retrospective game of the year for a different year. Not for this year, but like we did one for 2006 a few months ago. We're going to do a, n- a different year coming up next year. So, uh, well, we're going to do a different year coming up next week, not next year. So uh, stick around for that next week. We also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Lastly, if you want to help us keep the lights and mics on, you can throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. It helps us to continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. You can do all of that by going to patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, Jeremy. Kerry. We've only done a, a topic like this once before. Mm-hmm. But it's time it's time to do it again. It's time to bring back you can have this one. Now the question is, Jeremy, you do you you have the graphics ready. You're <laughs> yeah, on the I ball. Do. I do. I, I I did briefly mute you um for a sec <laughs> as I as I bumped the button. Um but I, I it was only for like less than a second. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I appreciate the the, the the slightest of speed bumps yeah. along the way. Yeah. Um so this week 
we're, we're going to be talking about how to reintroduce, reboot, reinvigorate the Jack and De- Daxter franchise. Yes, a franchise that we haven't um, seen I I, since the PS2 days. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, exactly. I almost said Jack and Dankster just then. Um, Jack and Daxter is a very strange... Well, we, we spoke about this when uh, PlayStation Plus came up. Uh, when it, when the collection uh, was introduced on PlayStation Plus, uh, whenever that was mid year, and um, not the collection, just the original games. Uh, the the classics collection, yeah, is I think not not what. the HD collection they brought out later because no no, no that's no, a different yeah, product and on the PS3 and not a part of are any of those PS3 remakes a part of Thingo or is it only PS2 versions? Like what? What v- is Thingo? Uh, a part of the PlayStation Plus thing. I don't know what's on their streaming service because we don't have access to their catalog. Mm. Is Shadow of the Colossus the PS2 game on there? Nope. And not the PS3 game? Yep. The PS4 one's there. Yeah, but not the PS3 one. I don't know. I don't know what's on the PS3 because we don't have access to the streaming service. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's and there's next to no PS2 games and there's next to no PS1 games. Man, I love that service. Yeah. Anyway, we spoke about how... Uh, I played through basically all the Jack and Daxter games, well, except most of the first one, um, and gave my opinions on it back then over a course of a few weeks. Um, and it's a very confused, strange franchise. It it kind of, it really doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. At any given moment. Yeah, they had one, like, pretty good third-person, like, platformer, like, like, classic platformer one that was maybe the design was too old when it came out uh Mm -hmm. and then like two middling third person shooters like like action well they're not they're not third person shooters in that regard because you can't aim the gun like yeah like the platformer shooters yeah yeah and then and then a racing game and then two psp spin-offs that like were Exactly as you'd imagine, PSP spinoffs. I think it was only one PSP spinoff, and then Lost Legacy, or whatever it was called, um, Lost Planet, Lost Frontier, uh, Lost Frontier, was that was a PS2 game. It was just bad. I don't, <laughs> it I don't think it was a PS2 else. game. I guarantee you, it was. Uh, the Jack and Daxter, the Lost Frontier. PlayStation Portable and PS2. I think it was a PSP game uh, first. Uh, yeah, I only ever noticed it on the PS2. That that uh, says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> so, it's a it's a strange franchise. For the for the sake of argument, I think we're only really going to be referencing the first three mainline Naughty Dog games. Yeah. Um, but even then, going forward, this is a this is a a franchise that was a part of a genre that was already tired when it came around. That sort of collectathon genre yeah it was pretty it only took one generation for it to fall to the wayside like we got banjo kazooie and we got spyro and we got and i mean that was kind of it at that point spyro was oh right yeah and then and then it came around a little bit as as 3d platform like 3d platformer collectathons have sort of come back into fashion in that like niche right in the people that serve the fans of the banjo kazooies in in the form of ukulele and and there's a, there's a handful of others as well. Like Hat in Time is kind of Hat like in one. Time. Yeah. 
Um, I actually don't think either of those games are that good. Um, but like, you know, the closest being since then is like the closest good one is like Mario Odyssey, right? Like th- those are the only ones that really continue yeah. it on. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a that's a good likeness. And so, like, how do you how do you bring back the Jack and Daxter franchise if you can? Um, uh, how do you want to begin? So, so we've done. I've done a little bit of of uh, of structuring of of this segment to see to, to sort of see if we can sort of like make it a little bit more cohesive each time we do it. Um, mm-hmm. I might just like I'll, I'll look. I usually I would start at number one, but you know I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I think I think the first topic we should start with is number five on your list. What do you reckon? What's the hook? Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was gonna go. That's exactly where I was gonna right. go. Kerry, you want to say it at the same time? No, that'll be awful. Oh no! Um, but what if it, what if it's the same? We don't know what each other's are. What if it's the same? We could do that. The chances, even if we've got like the same idea that we word them in the same way, is like infinitesimally small. All right, let's do it. But Ready? three, All right. two, one. It's a Ratchet and Clank crossover. PlayStation Zelda. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went about as well as I thought it might. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say Ratchet and Clank clone. Ratchet and Clank crossover. Crossover. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it, for the first time they're finally meeting. Okay. The 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 golden the golden child of of platformers for this platform and it's sort of like it, it, it it's ugly stepbrother. It's awkward cousin. Yeah. Um, finally meet, but I, can I tell you in the PS2 era that the chances of these two coming together and being in the same game, while it probably wasn't high, was a thing that I wanted bad. Really? It seemed just like a, it seemed like a classic fit. They, they, they would play off of each other pretty well. Uh, personality wise, yes. Like ga- um, gameplay wise, they're 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 similarish. Like silhouette wise, they're quite similar. They both they both got a pretty similar vibe, right? Like they're both. It definitely felt like they came out of the same playbook. Yes, yes. Um, and they were both created around the same time. Yeah. I um, I yeah, it's interesting. Across, hmm. Mm. My, that immediately makes me want to ask you how yours plays, but I want to, I want to, I want to speak to you, my hook a little first. bit, which is yeah, go for it. Uh, Jack and Daxter could be PlayStation's Zelda, is what I've written here. Now, what do you I mean think, by Zelda? I'm well. See, that's the thing. I think it could either, like I said, the collectathon genre is pretty tired, yeah, and was tired when those games came around, and I think the best version of a game like that. Which I think there would have to be some sort of mechanic, some sort of tie-in to root this franchise in its uh, history Mm -hmm. in some degree. But I think there is room for you to do that in a modern setting by placing it in an open-world game of some sort. Um, And you could do that in a number of ways. I, I, I was streaming this weekend. I was playing some more Resident Evil 8. And I had a moment where I was like, is Ocarina of Time an open world game? Are all the Zelda, the 3D Zelda games, are they open world? And the the answer is yes. Astronaut with the gun, like on the on the moon, like always has been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's funny, right? Because Ocarina of Time is like one of the first 3D open world games, 
Yeah. It's just, it's different to the open world systems that we know today where like Cyberpunk or GTA or The Witcher or uh, Horizon, where the world is very, very, very open and you could go anywhere and do anything. Zelda's, those early Zeldas, Breath of the Wild, again, the sort of the prime example, Breath of the Wild is obviously open world. But these early games, they're, they're so much more focused and linear where it's almost a pseudo Metroidvania, right? Where, you know, you can go to these different places, but you don't have the hookshot, so you can't open the door to this place. So you're just going to have to leave and come back. Yeah. And and going through the game linearly and unlocking all of those upgrades then opens up the open world to you. Um, but it is open world, hands down. And I th- there isn't really a game like that in PlayStation's catalog where you've got that action-adventure sort of going... like Because even, even Ratchet & Clank is sort of more about shooter than it is anything else. Are, are you going to say Knack? I, I see you holding <laughs> something in. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, are you, what are you holding in? Is Ocarina of Time open world? Yeah, you see, Jeremy? You see? You see how easy it is to start thinking about it? Yeah. It is open world, though. Because when you, you go, you can you can visit the Gerudo Valley, you can go to Hyrule Castle, you go to Death Mountain, go to Lake Hylia. It is op- it's an open world game. It just is. I would like to table this conversation <laughs> <laughs> as perhaps something that we explore on a later episode. We'll That's go- a good idea. We'll go with it for now, but I think... I think there's longer than the than longer than the amount of time that we have to talk about this that I want to talk about this for. So I think I'm, I agree. I think I, agree. I might just throw that in a different document. <laughs> yeah, to, write that down somewhere. Yeah, we'll to, we'll, to we'll circle back, back to around it. to that another week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, continue. Sorry. So point being, there's not there's not really an entry like that for PlayStation, and I think it could do well to have their sort of more uh, witty banter writing that you get in all of their third-person action games applied to a more traditional gameplay format in terms of a structured structured open-world action-adventure game like Okami, like Zelda. Sure. Um, That can be lighthearted, that can be good fun. You have different companions that you get along with along the way or... Stuff like that. I think I think that would be the best use of Jack and Daxter. But well, well, I'll I'll say how I how I envision vin, yeah how I envision these characters and and using this old property when we get to like the story section. But sure. Not I'm not just taking Jack and Daxter one, and I'm not just or or only taking Jack three. Like sure. There's I want to take sort of the best parts of all of the different games and turn it into one homogenous. Not homogenous, but like single Co- cohesive. Unit. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. And like I think I think for the most part, while I've like while I said you know Ratchet and Clank crossover, like I I also I don't also just want another collectathon, and I also definitely don't want the the Grand Theft Auto Light um, that, that that they were yeah. going for as 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 the series went on. Um, I also do want like like a like a middle ground, right? Like like I understand as much as it pains me to say, like. Jack, I guess, needs his guns. Um, and I don't think that's for the best, but I understand that that's what that franchise became. Um, uh, but but I think 
I think he should he should feel a little bit more unique, right? Like I think I think that maybe not just not maybe guns with ammo, but maybe like he's harnessing his eco powers and a, and channeling it through weapons, right? And then his different eco powers can be the different weapons, and there can be like six or seven of them, and that's sort of like yeah. the hook, right? In that in the gameplay essence, um, the, in terms of like whether or not it's like an open world game, I think it needs to be. I I agree. I think it needs to be quite open world. Um, it needs to be open enough that you are um, exploring and going to new zones. Um, and discovering things. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, uh, and I think that can work in a Ratchet and Clank crossover as well. I think that both of these two, uh, like the, the, you know, in Ratchet and Clank, in the planets, every new planet you go to, for the most part, in in all the mainland games, like you explore them, right? You see what's around that corner, what's through that cave, what's over that mountain. Like you, you, you go around and you see like. What what always feels like a big chunk of the world. You you do a lot of traveling, um, uh, or at least they make it they make it feel like that. Um, so I think I think that the the Jack and Daxter Ratchet and Clank crossover still fits within your your vision of what what they are in terms of gameplay. Um, part of <laughs> as a joke, I wrote down. To make it better, I said, fix Jack's name, <laughs> give him a C, um, <laughs> which I, I, I also, but I, then- I don't, I don't agree with that. That was, that was just funny. What I, I what I actually said was make Daxter not annoying. Um, I think that he's a bit too, uh, he talks to the camera too much. He, he acknowledges the audience a little bit too much for my liking in a way that okay. I think we can leave behind. We can, yep. we can come back to that never. Um, I want Daxter to be similar, like a similar energy. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, less annoying in some ways. I wrote, what did I write here? Daxter is the same, but less, but less sexist. <laughs> what? I, I haven't played that series in a long time. Is he sexist? Yeah. You're, I remember I, I brought up on the, on the show how there were moments where like Kira bends over and like Jack and Daxter both are like, just like, like staring at her ass. But then she turns around and they're like, whoop. Yeah, right. Great. That's awful. Yeah, really good. Um <laughs> I also write here as a joke, make Jack a sad dad. Um to to make it in line with the rest of the PlayStation properties. <laughs> oh, where he's he <laughs> it's the same Jack and Daxter from twenty years ago and now they're just older. He's got a he's got a beard, right? And you know, like he's he's weary and uh, he's tired. Jeremy, Jack always had a beard. Well, in uh, from two, <laughs> yeah, right. He's got a little. He's got a little. He's got a little goatee. Yeah, but like, what if, what if he had like a Kratos beard? <laughs> it's a pretty good beard. Um, so what I've got here in terms of uh, like, like a, so w- w- one of one of the other topics that we have uh, like uh, as part of this, this 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 structuring is, who do you reckon should make it? And and this is mm-hmm. this is going to tie in a little bit with how does it play, um, because I like I mentioned before I want his eco powers to have a big focus. I want them to look really pretty. I want like you know tons of really awesome effects. I want it to look bright and have you know like awesome illumination and all this stuff. Right. So I want look look either give it to Insomniac because because Insomniac can it's make a pretty easy hit. It's really easy <laughs> to hit. And so I don't want to just leave it on that either that or or we give it to Sucker Punch, specifically the team that made the Infamous games. 
Yes, Jeremy, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. I only think there's one team at Sucker Punch. Right, okay. Well, like, they're, not, like, they're not really they're never really doing concurrent projects. Sure, but like I meant like, you know, like that that style of studio, right? Like, you know, it, whether whether it's team that exists on anymore or not. Um Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Okay, I see. I, th- I, th- yeah, I think I, they, I they, that, absolutely that would agree. play off really well. 100%. I think they've, their open worlds are some of the better ones that are, are coming out of Sony's first-party studios, but also with a lot of character and a lot of color and heart and design as part of their open world mechanics and visual design, uh, both in the infamous games and Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yeah, I think Sucker Punch is for me. They're they're the best choice, um, for what I've envisioned for this game. Yeah, I don't want them to do the. I also wrote down Respawn to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Respawn. Would, would would it be a similar piss you off if I asked uh, for Arcane to make it? Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean that just would that just ah. That wouldn't piss me off. It just ah the the Jack and Daxter right. immersive sim. Ugh. <laughs> uh, we have a very important contribution from the chat from Sam. Uh, Sam says, "Make them gay, please. I will play it if they're gay." Um, Sam, you did see that the Jack and Daxter are, are like human and Otzel, right? I mean, There's Daxter wasn't initially. There. Daxter used to be a, a people. He used to be a yeah, human. Yeah, Daxter was a person for five minutes in this franchise, literally until the, the end of the opening cutscene, yeah, and no. then it, it's over for him. Maybe they were gay before then. And still, they might have been. They're still in love. Just a bit more difficult logistically. Um, what's the story of yours, Kerry? So the story of mine, uh, like I sort of alluded to before... Um, I want to see what you get if you jam all of the three Jack games into one cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. So rather than this like silent protagonist, cartoony world, but with like colorful characters that talk a lot and stretch and animate, and uh, you've got the green area and you've got the blue area and you've got the dark eco area, like that's such a cartoony place. Um, could, then you compare it to like the dark smog of the open world city, and and Jack becomes like this this like skater bro who can speak now, and he's all hardcore, and like there's such a, a dissonance between all of the the component parts until you get to three, where it starts really bringing in like the 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 natural world around the city into the city. What happened with the old precursor tech, and it starts to mesh it all together a bit. I want to see, like, I want to see Dax, like, Jack doesn't start out as silent, but he's not this, like, edgy bro either. He's maybe a bit of a smartass, bit bit of a ratchet kind of a character. Yes, yeah, so are we both um, agreement that we want, oh, right, hang on a minute. Do you want Jack to talk? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm, okay. I don't want him to be silent. I don't just want Jack and Dax to one. I know, but I new. know, I know. I want... I wanna I wanna synthesize the best parts of all of that. Okay, but and like, honestly, Jack voice, two and though. three were better because Jack spoke. Silent protagonist Jack is is it's weird. It's just strange. Like it is weird and strange. 
I I thought what was what that, what was coming out of Jack's mouth was worse than him not talking for the entire game. That's true. But, so I don't want Jack two or Jack three. Jack, I just want a different Jack that talks. Okay, I'm 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 I'm, I'm back on board. Uh, Daxter is similar. Like, Daxter's got a good energy and they kind of misuse him in some ways. Yeah. Like, he's got some good moments. He's quite slapstick and comedic in that regard. But then other times he's just actually a terrible person. Yeah, right. Um, so make Daxter better, but the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, what if these different areas, you've got the city and you've got the desert and you've got the village, what if they don't do any time travel and they all exist in the one spot and it's about leaving the village and seeing what what is outside the village and actually there's this whole industrial city and it's quite it's like culture shock for them and and someone disappears and they turn up in the city and they're thriving there and and then you get like beaten up by some group taken into the desert and left there find your way back to the city through the catacombs through the precursor catacombs then you start understanding the precursor tech a bit more mesh it all together bring it all together into one unit and that helps to make the world the sort of open, grand scale that it needs to be for a modern-day open-world adventure. Um, that's what I want from that. And part of that is that I do still want Jack to have shooting. Maybe a name down sights, maybe more like a ratchet th- third-person shooter kind of a deal, mm. as well as um, melee abilities. And I want it to be all focused around precursor tech. I want him to have precursor power bracelets or like energy blasts or like a like a power fist or something like that that kind of flows around him and like forms around his fists or something like that i want him to be able to harness precursor tech and keep the precursor um mystery front and center through the mechanics and through the story and have that inform everything there so sort of you're juggling the similar to what you end up doing in three where you're juggling the sort of modern day uh, present day rather war between the different factions as well as discovering what the precursors made all of these things for and and why the city was built on top of this area and what that means and can you discover it and what happens if you go down there that's 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 where mine goes okay i can yeah i i i'm i'm honestly pretty down with a lot of that stuff i i, I enjoy the the, yes. the precursor the precursor tech element um I think it, it felt so like cheap in some ways. Well, in, in the way, sorry to sorry to jump yeah, jump in yeah, again, but it. just in like Jack One, how there was all this stuff everywhere, all of these orbs, all of these power cells, but then it kind of didn't do that much. It was just like oh, you collected enough power cells, we opened this boulder blocking the way. I was like oh, okay, and then by two and three, it's the future, and you just have other eco technology, and they're like relics. They're they're so scarce that you you hardly see them. Yeah, I was like, I think, I like in my mind, like the natural progression was like, no one knows how to use it in the first one. People kind of know how to use it in the second. And the third one is you war over it, right? Like the universe is like, you know, whoever controls the precursors controls the world, right? Like, isn't that like a, like, like, like a regular kind of like arms race type sort of thing? Kind of, it's more like they're, there is a um there's like a precursor tunnel under the city and the factions are trying to get there first but it turns out that's cuz there's like a the the precursors were like the light ones and the precursors enemies the dark ones are coming from space to like take over the planet and so people want to get to the t- 
teleporter that'll take them to the Dark Ones asteroid for because some people want to mesh with the Dark Ones and some people want to. It, yeah. it gets really messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that sounds messy. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I I would want a little bit more. I think I wanted just like a little bit more like Final Fantasy in a way. Like I want like a, I want like a cast. Oh, tell me. Like I want like a cast of characters. Okay. I want like in terms of like story specifics. Like I'm I'm not I'm not really versed in really much aside from aside from what the the brief moments I've played in two and three um, as opposed to knowing the story of one. Um, what I've got here is because I've got the the crossover between Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter. I've got that the. You know the the dimensionator or whatever from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart throws him into the Jack and Daxter dimension. Nefarious is Nefarious is trying to meet up with a Baron Praxis, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to work together. To the Zoni and the Precursors come from the same you know source or whatever the same the same okay. secret secret source. <laughs> and uh, and in my story, Baron Praxis and Doctor Nefarious, uh, they start to work together, but Praxis fucking hates Nefarious. Hates him, hates him, hates him, hates him, hates him, and because Nefarious won't shut the fuck up, like similar, similar to Rift Apart with the with the super Nefarious or whatever he's called, um, it's these Emperor Nefarious, yeah, 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 but like kind of similar kind of betrayal sort of thing, but like you know you still fight both of them, um, and then like you know they team up and all together and it's all you know it's. Not unlike Rift Apart in that regard. Sure. Mostly because Rift Apart, like this, this was a story that I had when I was a kid, right? This was the story that I wanted when, when I was a child. And then they made yeah. it with Rift Apart. They've kind of done it with their own IP. <laughs> yeah. They crossed their own Ratchet IPs. Yeah, I can, I can have that one. Um, yeah. So. so <laughs> I had that one. Yeah, I had that one. Um, do you have yeah. a, so the final part we have is who's announcing this game at E3. Before mm-hmm. we get there, do you have any other 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 little things you want to throw in? Uh just uh just a couple of things. Um just you were saying a cast of characters. Uh that was sort of I had in like a separate box here. But yes, that that is one of the better parts of Jack and Daxter. The the characters, the the few that you do like when they like return in the next game. It's like I thought you died at the end of this section. And that was sad. And it's like you're back and You've got this heat, like secret history with this other clan, and yeah, like all of that. Like, have Samos die, right? Have the Green Sage, you know, do a giant burst of fucking eco magic or whatever to take out a giant gun. Then he dies, and you got to yeah, may- and maybe that's like the fall of the village or something like that. Yeah, have him give yeah. him, give him a give him like a Gandalf moment, right? There's a lot. There's there's good stakes and. And um, tension in the third game, and yeah, but like having the the cast of characters mean something and be there and have a good rapport and begrudging allies and all of that, all of that sort of classic character action stuff we've we've that's really come into its own in the last ten to fifteen years with Uncharted and uh, Horizon and all of that. I want to see those dynamics play out in this world and with these characters. Um. The other thing is we we didn't say how long these were going to be. How long is yours going to be, Jeremy? Like rift like apart a classic ratchet kind of length. Yeah, like you wouldn't want it any longer than that. I don't want to. I don't want to spend you know open world game hours in this thing. 
Maybe even a little bit shorter than a Ratchet and Clank. Maybe like a, give me like a solid seven. Like I was going to say eight, seven. Like, like no, you, no, you want a romp. Yeah, you just want to yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, blast like, through and, and you're done. No fat, just like beat for beat. Give me, give me, give me some side stuff, but you know, mostly, you know, some, some, some funny side characters and some collectibles you know, I don't need skill trees. I don't need, you know, I don't need 40 weapons to upgrade like Ratchet and Clank. I want eight solid guns and, like, action. <laughs> and are you playing, in yours, are you playing as Ratchet and you're playing as Jack? I think you can choose. Or- I think I think you both run around mm-hmm. together and you can just, like, swap on the fly. Interesting. Just a real sort of party action. Adventure. Yeah, yeah, like buddy cop all the way through, right? Like, give me yeah. like when when in Rift Apart, when when Rivet and Ratchet finally meet up, right? Like, you only you only play as one or the other, right? But like, yeah, give me like give me them meeting up within the first half an hour, right? Give me like Avengers Endgame, sorry, Infinity War. Like, you know, everyone's meeting fucking beat after beat after beat, right? Give me like set up, set up, throw them together, push them both forward. Right. Okay. Uh, Mine's on the opposite scale here. I've got 15 to 20 for the story. (laughs) Huck. (laughs) But that's that's sort of similar to a a Zelda style, right? Where a lot of that is like, you know, like an hour and a half in, in like a dungeon and there's like seven dungeons with each a unique mechanic and stuff like that. Um. And then you can go and find the the tree island, and then the 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 the, the boss mini game, and the all of that stuff. Like that's sure. that that's what that's based around. Um, yeah, uh, I've got an answer for who to present it, but I want to hear yours first. So I've got two. So I'll go. I'll do. I'll do my. I'll do my joke ones first. Okay. Then do yours, and then we'll do my my real ones. Okay. My joke ones is. And on stage to announce the upcoming film, we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart uh, playing Jack and Daxter. Uh, you know, you know, Jeremy, I was trying to think of answers to this question and Kevin Hart did come into my head. And I'm like, no, stop it. Because the, 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 the Borderlands movie thing is the only thing. Coming to you from Kevin Hart's trailer, yep. we have the stars of the Jack and Daxter film. Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. <laughs> the Rock's just in his trailer for yeah. another movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like still in the Black Adam costume. He like doesn't take it off anymore. <laughs> Sam says, thanks, I hate it. Yeah, the, the hierarchy of the PlayStation universe is about to change. The <laughs> uh, Black Adam uh-huh. reference for you. Oh, timely. Um, it actually is. <laughs> Prescient. Yeah. Uh, all right, here you got. I want I want to cast the original Daxter as the voice of Daxter in this game, and he can come out and speak normally, and then speak like Daxter, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's actually that's Daxter." And then maybe he could demo the game or introduce the demo to the game, or or even just be like, "Here's the trailer." That would be fun. Okay, you know, voice actors who you can't like recognize because. Like, you know, you like you watch Futurama, and yeah. you don't 
and then you see John DiMaggio on the street, it's not like, look, it, it's Bender. I can see Bender on the street because, like, John DiMaggio isn't a robot from the year 3000. But if he talks like Bender, they're just going to be like, whoa, that's Bender's voice. That's wild. Yeah, and I right. think there's room for that. Okay. Okay, I can see that. And, and you know, that's like, here's something that people love from the first one that was iconic to the first series. It's coming back in this one. It's literally right here in front of you. Realize your answer is quite nice. My next one is not. <laughs> what? Did, why? Why? Why not? Because. <laughs> what kind of answers were you trying to come up with? You try to tank the 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 reboot before it gets off the ground. So I'll be honest. I forgot to write the answers for this part of it before we hit live because I thought I wrote it down and I didn't, and I forgot what I was going to write. Um. So what are you what are you going to say? I'm going to say Jack Nicholson and Dax Shepard. Um. Uh, Jack Nicholson playing Jack and Dax Shepard playing <laughs> Daxter. Uh-huh. Um, because I think it would be fucking hilarious if they got Jack Nicholson, you know, uh-huh. the 1980s Joker, star of such films as The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, uh, Terms of Endearment, um, this man's 85 years old and he's Jack <laughs> um, uh, and Dax Shepard the closest thing you can get to Zach Braff without it being Zach Braff um, playing Daxter if you google da- if you google Dax Shepard you will see a man that looks so close to <laughs> Zach Braff but isn't you know you could just hire Zach Braff I could. He's the voice of Chicken Little. He could be Daxter. He's Why didn't you do that? Because Is it because you just wanted a Jack and a Dax? I wonder. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, he does just look like Zach Braff. Yeah. That is it, uncanny. It is, it is bizarre, isn't it? Um, honestly, Zach... Not from every angle, not at all times, but... But when he does, fuck does front he. Front on? Definitely. Yeah. Um, that being said, Zach Braff, probably a pretty good, you know, Daxter, honestly... You know, Dax is annoying. Zach Braff's annoying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> why, why are you going to be like that? Uh, I can see it. It's a little... Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't hit right. It feels off. <laughs> I mean, it is off. Could you imagine Jack Nicholson playing Jack? No. <laughs> Gotta get the green eco. <laughs> when did the, 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 the Batman films in the 80s, that was like 85, like 87, right? Uh, something like that, like 86, yeah. Jack Nicholson would have been around about 50 when he did those. Yeah, I think so. That is an old Joker. Well, Joker wasn't really... Joker's kind of interesting because he's not really like... He doesn't really have an age. Like, it's timeless. Well, but I mean, but like he doesn't, right? Because it's like, you know, Batman ha- kind of has ages, right? Like he is either, like, you know how old he is because you know how Bruce Wayne is, how old Bruce Wayne is in those movies. Um, yeah. Because like, like, so the Joker in the 80s, you haven't seen that movie, have you? The the No, I've seen, uh, I've seen Batman and Batman Returns. Oh, okay. Well, like in that one, like the Joker has an alter ego, um, which is, which is different. Um, 
He doesn't oh, usually shit. Does he? I totally forgot that. Like it's been a it's been a long time because you see him become the Joker at the beginning. He's like just like a like a like a corrupt business guy, um, right? And then he falls into the vat, and then he becomes Joker. Um, peeping. What? <laughs> he gets Jokerified. Um, I didn't realize he was he was not a Joker by by society turning and like turning on society. He's a he's a Joker via vat. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, he is. His his name's Jack Napier in in that movie. Um, Man, like he's got a name and he's like a you know he's like a sleazy business guy. Um, uh, uh yeah. Um, nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. Right. So he's fifty two. Uh, I don't hundred percent remember where this was going, but yeah, Jack and Dax. Well, it, no, it was more that yeah, like the he was quite old in in that movie but that's because you could sort of see how old he was you know in the comics the joker has always looked basically the same right smiley like wrinkly but not like not age wrinkle it's always laugh line so you can't really tell yeah, how old it's he is always he's smiling so like the biggest smile lines because he just has the biggest smile yeah the oldest yep. joker's probably looked is like the arkham games and that's cool because he's very sick <laughs> That's because everyone in those games is wrinkly and yeah. There's something about those Arkham games. We're totally off. We're totally off track here, but that's fine. We're, so there's something about those Arkham games where I just don't like the style. Really? I know when when I was talking about was it Gotham Knights last week that I was talking about that or the week before? I think it was last week. Well, it probably was last week. And uh, like I I was looking at how people were saying, oh, Arkham Knight looks better and it's a seven-year-old game. And I am I just totally disagree. I think I way prefer the style of Gotham Knights compared to Arkham. I, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't say much with its style, but I prefer it. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't like the style of Arkham Knight. It's sorry, sorry not, not Arkham Knight, uh, Gotham Knights. Like, because well, I watched the opening and the final cutscenes and they, they all just look so fucking boring to me. Yeah, it's pretty plain. But the, the, the Arkham style is... Stylized in a way where I feel like I'm just I feel like they took you know how when Gears of War came out, Unreal mm. Tournament three came out around the same time and they looked one hundred percent identical because it was like the Unreal Engine is good at making muscly bro dudes and like r- like red concrete and like that well, was I it. Mean, I think I, think I it's feel more like that- they just jammed the Arkham games through an Unreal sieve. And and that's the style we got. We just got Batman pushed through the Unreal Three engine. Well, Unreal Three, like Unreal Tournament and Gears, were made by the same studio. Like, no, I know, but it looks like they were made with the same assets and like the same. It was the same style. Nah, like biggest the, muscly bro dudes you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like they're they're big and 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 ripped in in Arkham, but like you know, they're also very stylized you know like it's not like they don't look like they're the gears the gears meatheads they no no that's true that's why i'm saying it you know it's like equal parts unreal equal parts batman like it's it's it is it is true to batman it is not like they just put like dom in a in a joker costume Um, it's speaking of john exactly (laughs) (laughs) but it's 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 halfway between both, and it's a weird middle ground that I've never really enjoyed that much. Yeah, right. No, I I think the Arkham games look great. <laughs> Most people do. 
<laughs> like anyway, what the fuck are we doing here? Jack and Daxter, right? Well, I mean, we 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 figured it out. We did figure it out. Yeah. Uh, let me see. There's shooting the. Yeah, I've I've said everything. I've said everything I wrote down. We did it. You can have this one. Sucker punch. Slash insomniac if you want it. Slash respawn games. Yeah, not really. <laughs> you know, Jeremy, I keep seeing. I'm I'm just in tangent mode. I'm sorry. That's fine. I keep seeing random footage of Fallen Order, and I'm like, I might replay that game. I just really like that game. It runs great on the new consoles. It does. It's- I've got it on PC. But it's on, it's on Game, Game Pass. Pass. It's got, yeah, it, I don't know. The, the boost mode on Game Pass is great. Um, it, it, it's it ha- really They had solid. so many updates, though. Like, I kind of want to... I don't want to... Maybe don't want to start a new file. Like, I'd rather do a new Game Plus kind of situation. I think right. I have to get... I have to reset up the streaming to the Xbox. I have to get that going on Moonlight again. Maybe that would work. Um, do you have it on Origin? Yeah. Yeah, right. Because I, I bought a physical copy from work. Ah... And I price matched it, and so when it came out, I got it for like sixty nine bucks or something. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it, everybody, for this returning segment. You can have this one. Good work, Jeremy. Well, on the, on, the, on the title there. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna go on a quick break. Have a have a break. Have a chat with the with the chat in chat on Twitch. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the games we played this week. Stick around. We'll be right back. Wheel. Shut up. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. This is us back from the break. Talking about Jeremy's recent retro game collections. Uh, Jeremy. Yes. I've only played a few things this week uh, that I can talk about. I can't talk about Fortnite because it's not a Fortnite Fortnite. Nope. Um... And the other thing I'm playing the most is embargoed for the time being. Uh, so instead, let's start this section with what you've been playing, which is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, the sequel to Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah, I'm playing that game. Uh, How do you feel about it, Jeremy? I think it's real good. Yeah? Yeah, it's really fun. Can you, for me and the audience, can you please remind us what your uh, experience and fondness levels for the first game were. So Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the 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 prequel. 2017. The predecessor, I think, is maybe a, 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 a bit better way to describe it. Um, uh-huh. uh, I, I, I didn't play much of it. I probably played about four hours of it or three hours of it. Um, uh like got through all the tutorials and stuff and got into the main game. Um, but like I, when I bought it, I was just playing other games at the same time and I probably shouldn't have bought it when I did. Um, and so I just didn't, I just didn't fall into it cause I was also playing other stuff at the same time. Um, I remember enjoying it, but I didn't think it was like, it, it didn't, it didn't pull me away from the other games that I was playing. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that I wouldn't have if I kept going, but I just, I just pretty much started it at the wrong time. Um, uh, this one I'm enjoying a fair bit more, actually. Um, so for those who don't know, it is a tactical RPG, which is hilarious because it's a Mario and Rabbids game. Um, yeah. We have a cast of similar characters. Similar to XCOM. Yes, very similar to XCOM. So you, uh, the 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 structure of the game is you have a you have a cast. You've got a group of a group group of friends. 
you know, the Mario, the Mario mains, we'll say, Mario, Luigi, Peach. Um, and their rabid spin-offs. And then their rabid spin-offs. So you got uh, Rabbids Mario, Rabbid Luigi, Peach, Luigi, Peach Rabbid, and uh, there's also like, like an original Rabbid character as well, whose name I've forgotten. She's like an e- Rosalina too, right? Yeah, but I, I haven't like seen her yet. Like she's in the game, oh. but like she she hasn't popped up yet for me. Um, How many hours have you spent? I don't know. Um, because I've, I've been playing it on and off. Um, like you know, half an hour here, fifteen minutes here, a couple of hours here, probably about seven hours, maybe. Um, I've been taking my time with it. Um, the uh the 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 way it works is you go around the overworld. Um. You, you and your cast of, 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 of merry adventurers. Um, and then you, when you walk into an enemy, an instance battle shows up and you get thrown into um, a, a, what is like, like a little like battle zone. And it's a, it, it used to be grid based. Now it is no longer grid based. Now it is just free, free to roam to walk around within an area. Um, and you've got action points and you've got like, like basically like an attack phase where you can move your little dudes around uh, you attack the enemy through, like similar to where XCOM is. So like every attack has got like a radius and like damage numbers and cover still works the same as it used to, but it's just a little bit more um, you, like you just like magnet to it now as opposed to having to like go into a grid. Um, and then it's, you know, about like lining up your shots and flanking and using your abilities and all that stuff. Um, uh, something that's cool in this one is that... Uh, you you can like you can dash through enemies to sort of get like like a cheeky attack on them if you're close enough to them and then you can use uh one one of your attacks um and the, when you use your attack that is when you stop moving um so you can use your abilities and still walk around um but the moment you use your attack you you are then locked in place until the end of the and until the end of the turn um you can also run around and and jump off of each other to then gain more distance so you you basically one of one of you launches the other one in the air, and then you can glide a little bit further than you usually would be able to um, if you were just running around. Um, there is experience, there is skill points, there's skill trees, and they're all pretty basic. There's like four small trees per character, um, and I currently I've got three members in my party. I'm not sure if that gets increased to four later on because um, it did start off with only two, and then I gained a third slot. Um, which, which I thought was interesting. It, that was a good way to, to sort of bring you into the the combat um, slower than what you... Like, uh, uh, cleaner, tutorialize a little bit more, not overload you yeah. with everything. Just reduced complexity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, Mario's got, like... Like, the, all the weapons... All the, all the characters got different weapons. You know, Mario's got, like, dual blasters and um, Rabbit Mario has got, like, big gloves. Also, I, Rabbit Mario, I forgot, is, like, an Italian plumber. Like, an Italian-American, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, kind of like like the like a New York guy, uh, which yeah. is very funny. Um, he's mm-hmm. one of the funniest. Um, is it still weird to see Mario with guns? I'm getting more used to it now. It is a little bit odd at times, mostly because when you use your ability, this kind of like flashy cutscene plays every time, which you can skip um, every time you want to play it. But like it, it's about three seconds, and at three seconds of like this like Mario in like this like darkness dimension, and he's like holding his guns and he goes like that with them or something like it's like and it's like this like really serious thing and 
uh, one of Luigi's powers is his like really intense stare, which I think is a reference to the to the Mario Kart meme that came out of Luigi doing his death stare. Oh, when, where, where he like death stares the camera. I, I don't remember if that was the original game or not, but I feel like it's a reference to the Mario Kart thing. If not, that's my headcanon. Um, and yeah, there's um, the, 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 something that is new to this game, I believe, is that you can then... Um, there are like these star, uh, the like the, the little stars from Mario Galaxy. They're in this as rabid versions, um, and you can then assign one to each of the characters, and they have additional abilities as well. So that you can create a little bit more synergy with some of the um, special uh, abilities that you've got by assigning certain star things to certain characters. Um, to get to that, that makes your team feel a little bit more cohesive. Um, and like mm. I said, create a little bit more synergy across your team members. Um, none of the team members I think are very bad. I think they're actually all quite fun and all have a good use. So it's more about like how you want to approach battles, I guess. Um, Luigi's a long range character. Uh, Peach is all about like defense and like damage nullifying. Um, Mario's like the all rounder as he always is, but rabid Mario is all about like, like, like damage per damage per turn, um, but on a very short range. Um, they're, they're all quite fun. I'm finding the game quite easy, at least at the moment. Um, I've only lost a battle once, and that was because I accidentally entered a, a a battle that is much higher level, um, than what I was by mistake. Um, and then I came back a few hours in game later, and I like I I got it down pretty well. Um. There's also different uh, win conditions. Um, some battles are defeat all the enemies. That's the pretty standard one. Sometimes they are like get a character to the end of this zone and you've got to kind of just run a gauntlet. Um, some of them are just survive eight turns or so um, and there'll just be an endless endless stream of enemies coming at you and you just got to get one of the characters to survive at the end. Um and yeah, like aside from that, like there's like the, the overworlds are quite cool. The first one you go to is like on this beach that's raining and it, it feels very classic Mario, that style thing. You, you go to a beach, it's raining. You then go through like a bunch of buildings, you meet a bunch of silly rabbits doing all silly, dumb, goofy things. And then you free the, like the, the starlight little thing that then turns the lighthouse on and the, the rain clears and you beat a boss and you get rid of the 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 dark mess is is the name of the the villain, and then dark mess yeah right, um, and then uh, the world is sunny again, and so more things are then open to you to explore this little zone to you once more. Um, it's funny exploring cool. yeah like it, it's cool it's good the, it's funny exploring a Mario zone knowing it's not a platforming area because you don't mm. jump in this game there's no jumping. Um, Right until you're in battle, and then you jump on your your friends' heads. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about it's all about enemies and attacking at that point, um, which is which is funny. So yeah, it's it, it is interesting um, exploring these worlds, and they're all it's all ramps, right? It's all ramps and ladders. Yeah, um, and stairs. And- yeah. yeah. Um, what I did find interestingly enough was what the equivalent equivalent to a Captain Toad's treasure tracker, tre- Captain Toad's treasure. Tracker? That's what I think it is. Treasure Tracker. Um, I entered a yeah, world... Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Yeah. I entered, I entered a world that is that. <laughs> and, oh. and there are enemies running around and you got to explore what is essentially a Captain Toad level um, huh. 
in this in That's this bizarre. It it it's it's kind of neat. They they're kind of playing off a lot of different Mario trips, right? You know, they're doing the galaxy stuff. They're doing talking about Rosalina. You know, having all the star bits and going different worlds and all that stuff. Um, it's all about like some intergalactic, uh, like force that wants to ruin stuff. Um, <laughs> go, go uh, it, look, it's a Mario story, right? Like, who cares? Um, uh, graphics wise, it's it's really fun. It's it's really nice to look at. Um, it's not like the most graphically impressive world. Like, I'm I'm not having like oh my god moments like I was like in Odyssey at at some points. Um, but like it's it's good. It's it it's nice to look at. Um, I'm finding the music to be a little bit like nothing. Um. Oh. I, I, it, didn't didn't Grant Kirkhope do this one? I, I feel like I can barely hear it. It seems really quiet, and I've checked my music settings, oh. and it is like it is not it like it is full and it is not loud. So like I'm almost at the point where I'm going to turn down all the other sound effects so that the music comes through clearer, and then turn up just the overall level of the console. Um, but yeah, I haven't really noticed. Like in battle, it's fine, but out of battle, I want a little bit more like adventure music. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also hard because like Mario music is so good and then it not being Mario level music, like what are you going to do? Um, yeah. You can put different skins on weapons, which is fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's just a fun, cool game. Um, the, I feel like I have to play it in bursts of two hours at maximum. Right. Because do it a bit over it a little bit. Um, I wonder if I won't if I turn it up a little bit. Um, because I it a lot of it is like I can see a couple turns ahead, um, mm-hmm. and it's just about like executing it, and like it takes no small amount of time sometimes. Um, but it, it hasn't been too complex for you though. Not yet, no. Like the hardest um, battle I did was interesting because it was a survive six turns um, level where there were, like, these little, like... They, they kind of look like um, Kamek, but it's not. They're just, like, dudes in robes oh. that throw magic at you. Um, and, like, they're, like, Rabbids original villains. Um, and a bunch of Goombas who have got um, steel, like, like cooking saucepans on their head. Um, <laughs> and if they, if, if they have the saucepans on their head, you can't shoot them. You don't do any damage to them. But they only have, like, one or so health and you have to dash into them. But you, you've, you've got a limited amount of dashes per turn. And so you had to manage where you are placing your characters for these six turns as these Goombas would come and just fuck you up over and over and over and over again. And if you dash into them, you tip them upside down, you can pick them up and just throw them like, out of bounds and, and kill them that way. Um, yeah. that, that took a little bit more of my brain to sort of like, okay, like this is different. Like How do I work this puzzle? Um, yeah, no, like it, it, it's it's cool though. I, I, I'm having a very fun time with it. Uh, the writing is silly and it is it is goofy and whimsical in a way that I'm enjoying. Um, mm. There is fun. Go back to an area inside of this level that you've been to prior. Now that you've got a key and stuff, uh, and you know, collecting coins and doing side quests for some of the rabbits will get you like planet-specific currency, which you can then take to the shop to buy planet-specific coins. Um, It's a really fun game. Um, Great. I don't really have any major complaints. I do wonder if kids wouldn't 
would be not be overwhelmed by how complicated it can be because you know there's status effects there's um mm. you know percentages of you know like uh, there's an enemy that's behind a halfway cover if i i've only got a 50 percent chance of getting him but if i go over here i've got 100 percent. but if i go over here then zero percent and because there's different elevation in these levels as well so sometimes you need to get closer to the edge so you can actually hit them or not because it'll say like hey this one's in range but you've got a zero zero percent chance of hitting it because you're not close enough to the ledge that you you would just shoot into the ground, um, mm-hmm. or like some of the status effects, which is like if you get hit by a um, fire infused bullet, for example, uh, you do the run around like the like ow, woo, 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 and then you <laughs> like and it makes uh, whoever gets hit run randomly around, and then they might be out yep. in the complete open, and they can get fucked when that happens. Um, right. So I do wonder if that's a little bit overwhelming for like young kids, uh, especially considering that it's like a G or PG game and it's got Mario and Rabbids on the front. They might be a yeah. bit overwhelmed by it all. Um, yeah, I mean, I always felt that was like a potential for happening. There was a potential for that happening with the first Mario and Rabbids game. Um, like, really, you guys are bringing XCOM to the to the eight year olds? Interesting. Yeah, um, I, I think for, I think for. 10 to like maybe 10 to 12 and above yeah i think it's good um there is a lot of reading in the game um anything Mm. below 10 i don't know if they would be able to take it all in in a way that would allow them to enjoy the game as much um yeah well i mean that that being said like like kids got into age you know we always got through pokemon games and zelda games they have hardly ever had voice acting sure I feel yeah. like I feel like there is less there are less options in Pokemon. Pokemon handholds you all the way to being stronger. Whereas like Oh, I just meant in terms of the reading. Sure, 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 sure. But like in terms of like understanding what's going on, like t- in taking what all the words and numbers mean might be a little bit more than than what Pokemon is. Um yeah, I mean, something from kind of funny that was always funny was that uh, Tim Geddes, when he was growing up, he was so desperate to play uh, the second gen of Pokemon that he imported, like, crystal or gold or silver from Japan, and it was in Japanese. Yeah, and he right. he just played through that whole game in Japanese. Like, but he, he was like he was like a five-year-old kid from America. He didn't know how to do any of that, but he, he was just so desperate to play it. He just, he just kind of pushed through. Yeah, and, like, look, I guess, like, kids played you know, Final Fantasy, you know, like eight-year-olds played Final Fantasy VII when it came out. Mm. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like it's, when, it's, 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 I'm having a very fun time. I'm glad. That's great. You saying that it might be difficult for young kids has re- reminded me of when I picked up um, Oracle of Ages, the the Capcom Game Boy Color Zelda game, mm-hmm. uh, which was very Link's Awakening uh Link to the Past inspired, that sort of 2D style. But uh, there were the two games, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. And Seasons was meant to be the more combat-focused one, and Ages is more, like, puzzle-focused. And those 2D games, their puzzles can be quite obtuse. And so I I just got stuck in that game, and I never never made it past, like, the second dungeon or something, because it was was tricky. Yeah, right. So, you know, it just made me think of that in a way. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to hear if you get through it. Uh, I like the idea of something that's just a bit more... Not wholehearted, that's the wrong word. It's the wrong, the wrong way of thinking about it. But like the 
something that is just unabashedly simple and fun and cute and and just just the game. Yeah, like I, I'm glad that that this this weird partnership that they've got going on between Ubi and Nintendo. Like I'm I'm glad it's it's it has yielded not just the one project. Um, totally. And and I enjoy the the different like the, like the, the the it being different, right? Because it, it's like it's this it's a very similar game, but it, it is enough different that I don't feel like I'm just playing the first one. Um, that that's cool. And I, I hope they continue that, right? Like I and and I mean that in a way, like I, I enjoy seeing them experiment a little bit with this formula. Um definitely. Whether or not it's, it's like rewarding, you know, right? Yeah, like, you know, whether this one is like you know, the third one, for example, if if it's if it's similar where like, you know, you, you're still walking around in a zone, but maybe there's a little bit more real timeness um to it. Like some of the enemies, for example, there's like these big like tiger enemies, like tiger bear things. Um they will walk around while your turn is going on, but only when they're attacked, um, which is which which is kind of a, an interesting little twist on the formula. So, like, if you attack this enemy after you attack it, it will then move um, mm. while it's still your turn. Um, not for the not for the entirety of your turn, but it'll it'll walk a certain distance towards you, um, which also means that if you use like a a move that means when when an enemy will move within you know Luigi's line of sight or whatever, he takes an additional shot. It means you can do that while your turn is still happening, because his ability activates the moment that character that enemy moves. Um, so you can kind of get a whole bunch of hits in, even before you've like finished your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun game. Like I didn't expect it not to be, um, but it's yeah. fun. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I sort of had an experience like that yesterday. Um, I'll only touch on this briefly, but when I was playing Fortnite last night, like it was coming after like, <laughs> I, I haven't mentioned this to you, but uh, there's this YouTuber I watch um, whose videos I strongly copied. This is Tio. Um, and it was sort of where I, I cut my teeth with editing was sort of making videos that were like his, but for us and playing PUBG and Apex and yeah. put out a tweet saying he's looking for a part-time editor. Um, on Friday. And so I, I started going through the sort of supplied material to have a look, see if I wanted to apply for this. And I put a couple of hours in instead of saying, you know, you, 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 I think you should do this. You should push to try and do this, even if you don't accept it. If they do offer it to you, I'm like, yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and I got like two hours in and I started doing like the subtitling and, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this takes so long. And I, and, Point being, I was feeling weighed down by the day, right? Like, sort of, it was out longer than I thought we would be, and I had to do stuff for my passport and looking at documents and arranging like dinner and who was doing what and all of that stuff. And I was feeling bogged down by the day. And I just sort of, I got to a point, I'm like, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to play some Fortnite and just played like two hours. And it was just fun. I just, I, I totally clocked off in a way that I haven't when playing a game in a long time. If that makes sense. Right. I wasn't thinking about notes for the show. I wasn't thinking about whether I was wasting my time. I wasn't thinking about whether I, sh- I, w- I should be playing something else or like listening to a podcast at the same time. I just let go and have fun. And it sounds like from your description of Sparks of Hope, it sounds like there's a lot of room to be able to do that with that game. Like it, it, it draws you in and lets you just be in that space. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, like I don't. 
Not that not that some games do and some games don't, but it sounds like this is conducive to that. At least it's striking me that way. I, I think because the the combat is quite similar every battle. Like it's different enough where you're in a different zone and you're fighting like a different group of enemies, even though you're fighting the same ones. Like it's there's enough variety between the missions, but enough similarity between the missions that I I'm not turning my brain all the way off, but I can I can cruise through it a little bit. It doesn't require mm-hmm. a whole lot of active brain power until it gets to like boss battles or some of like the the more tricky specific like hey this is a hard one you want to play the hard battle um that there's like a level of passiveness that you can take through it um mm. at least in my experience um and i think that's like that's fun but that will get old that that will that will dry up a little bit which is why i want to crank up the difficulty a little bit um mm. because uh like as a as a puzzle to be solved it doesn't have the for me the, the it doesn't have the legs to cruise through um i i need a little bit more uh mm-hmm. it kind of like doom right like one of the one of the most exciting things about playing doom is that is getting good at doom and then cranking the difficulty up and then matching it again, and then cracking it up, and then matching it again, and and fighting against it, and and overcoming that challenge of like, like the rhythm and the beats, and and uh, like that, or t- like you know, like the state of flow that people always talk about when it comes to Doom. Like a lot of that comes from you having a like, like getting into that that trance level, right, where you are like you are connecting with it on a level where you're not actively thinking about it, but you're just doing it, yeah. but you're not cruising through it. You're, no, you're engaged yeah. and you're making decisions. Yeah, like you're with it at like every moment and every beat. And when, like this game is not unlike that in, in, in a similar sense where you need to like, like I feel like I need to be constantly hitting that mark and, and matching that speed. Um, that I, that I, I don't enjoy playing this game on an easy difficulty. I'm sure some people do. That's what it's there for. Like it's got like, I, I looked at the settings and there's like, there's a host of of accessibility options in regards to difficulty, you know, like, like you just want to be invincible or you want the enemies to be really stupid or like, you know, you want to awesome. only do like hundred percent accuracy. I think it was one or something like that. Right. Like, whereas like you, you can sort of like adjust the difficulty how you want it to be. Um, but for me, I like that. Like, like, okay, like let's like, let's just keep this going a little bit harder. Let's just keep this going a little bit harder. Like give me a, like the challenge is for me, what makes that game fun. Same with XCOM. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's about, the best XCOM games I've ever played is when I've just fucking made it right by like right. the skin of your teeth. Fair enough. Well, that's cool. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I've only got a couple of small things to to touch on here. Um, like I said before, I was playing more Resident Evil Eight, Resident Evil Village uh, on the during the weekend. Um really enjoying how silly and fun this game is um you know it is taking itself seriously but it's so silly that it's hard to take seriously at times um so i i replayed the dollhouse uh on stream and i did that because i played off stream uh last weekend so playing it this weekend i was like uh 
I hope I can do good enough content with this. Like, uh, I won't be surprised by too much. I wonder if I'll even be scared. Yes, it turns out I absolutely was scared playing it again for the second time, which I was not excited about. Nice. Um, and that made for a better stream. But I was like, ah, oh. I was like, I'm not disappointed, but I am because I thought I could be immune. But that would have been bad content. But, um, yeah. Did you just do so, the dollhouse and, and then stop, or? No, no, no. It went much, much further. So after the dollhouse, um, went through the village again, tried to see what I could unlock with like the new things that I had. Mm-hmm. Wasn't much at that point. And then uh, what was the third area? Went to went to Moreau's. Went to the the clinic and uh, the reservoir. That's right. Yeah. It was it was Moreau's reservoir. He's the he's the the the, the fish man, the man with a fish on his back. Yeah. Um. Who just talks strangely and is a bit pathetic yeah but uh kind of sad still manages to get one up on ethan because ethan's just so gullible like it gets to a point where ethan gets the flask which is part of his daughter and then just like stands there and rubs it in this guy's face for 60 seconds while this guy like slowly like blocks him in like without him noticing um and then he turns into a fish and you bump into Chris Redfield who gives you no answers and just antagonizes you for 60 seconds. He's like, <laughs> yeah. stay out of my way, Ethan. Yeah. As if he hadn't just killed your wife and stolen your daughter and brought you to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Chris so much. He's such a prick. He's such a prick in this game. I don't know why. Like, this, a lot of this game is just about not giving you the answers. Like, everything is just off it's the everything is just the punishment of ethan winters (laughs) yeah it's just like you're not going to understand what's going on all you know is that your daughter has been distilled into liquid and you need to get her four flasks but fuck you for asking (laughs) yeah get stay out of my way ethan this has got nothing to do with you oh he's so jacked too he's so fucking huge in this game he's got that great coat oh i love that coat i wish that coat wasn't like 400 bucks or whatever capcom are selling it for yeah. So yeah, it it was it's just really silly. So then you go up the 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 you you walk through the flooded town and Moreau's trying to like bash you the whole time as a gigantic fish and then you drain the lake and then he starts climbing around and there's acid rain and it all gets a bit much. So fit so killed Moreau, walked out. <laughs> Every time you collect a new flask it says Collect rows three out of four, which is like weird. So funny. I start putting Rose's flask into this dais in the middle of the town, and that's yep. like, why wouldn't you hang on to these? That's really weird. Um then I go back to the village and I start ticking off all of the all of the extra objectives. So I found the there's this grave near the dollhouse for Claudia Beneviento. Um But her her nameplate is like chipped off and it just says like uh beneviento and so i found her the rest of the plaque and i was like oh let's go back and on the map it's got a little chest there i'm like oh great there's a thing there let's go back and i'll unlock the thing you walk into that area and there's a 12 foot giant with an axe standing there it's like whoa what the what the fuck and i just used all my ammo in the in the area i was in before and didn't have anything to craft with so i was like i guess we'll come back so eventually I un- I get the I find the the magnum the 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 werewolf killer yeah nice plus the grenade launcher I'm like this guy's dead <laughs> so we go 
and I just I just grenade launch this guy over and over, and you can kind of like goad him your way, run away, and then he turns around because he does he can't walk too far away from the grave. So just kind of plink at him, run away, plink at him. Takes forever with the grenade launcher, and then I start with the shotgun and this and that. And then someone in chat was like, I, right after I kill him, someone in chat was like, you didn't use the Magnum. I'm like, ah, crap. And they're like, the Magnum's really worth it. You should like maybe even reload it to try with the Magnum. I'm like, okay. Especially because like, they were like, oh, you didn't use the Magnum. And I started trying to take out the smaller zombies with it. And I just missed like four times with my like six bullets. <laughs> and my chat was like, Carrie, no. <laughs> That's funny. So I went back and I did it with the revolver. He went down to like three hits. I'm like, what's the point of this grenade launcher? It doesn't even take out any of the, the original enemies on their own. Anyway, so it's just a bunch of silly stuff. And then, then we get to the, the section where Heisenberg speaks to you with his very strange, excellent voice. Oh, so good. How awesome is his voice? It's so unique. It, it, it's almost like Nick Cage. Yeah, th- this is what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm almost certain I mentioned Nick Cage when I was first talking about this game, when talking about Heisenberg. But like the, yeah, it's, it's like a stage play. Yeah, everybody is a character actor. Every, every, everyone is a, is a, is an archetype to be played, right? They're all, yeah, they're all, they're, they're not characters. They're all just emotions. Yeah. The distillation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except Donna, who's just... She's just there to give you scares and make you who's, see things that aren't actually there. Who's Donna? Donna's the person who controls the puppet, who makes you see things. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, but, like, the puppet's the... The puppet's the character. Yeah, but the actual villain there is Donna. Yeah, I know, but, like, the puppet. Yeah. Frankenstein was the real villain. I mean, even then with Angie, you only you only fight her for like five minutes. Yeah, but she's fucking terrifying. <laughs> she is. Uh, so yeah, then we get to the section with Heisenberg where you go into the the lichen den. Um, the foundry. No, not not even the foundry. You go oh. into like I thought we were approaching the foundry, but no, you go into like it, it's, the, it's you go into the lichen den, which is just it's like an old it's a stronghold, is what it is, right? Lots of old bricks. It's a it's a combat gauntlet. Right, right. And I really didn't like this section. Partly because it had really bad checkpointing. I got like 90% of the way through a, a really long encounter and died. And it took me back to like much further past the combat encounter. I'm like, okay, that's bad. To the point where I like, I did a couple of things and then walked through the village to save at Duke's. So right. I didn't have to do that stuff again. Yeah, right. And even then, I had a bunch of encounter stuff in my way. So, it, but it was well, you just have to kill like fifteen or twenty wolfmen. Um, and at that point, like I was really getting into the sort of like try and aim your headshots. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna dive and scramble out of the way. But for like two or three enemies in the village, right? And there's the werewolf that attacks the like the full wolf that attacks you. That's pretty interesting. But Ah, they're just throwing so many enemies at me. I really, it grew really old really quickly. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of that. To, mm. That's coming up. Um, it's 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 the, it's the artificial like we need to like we got to bring down your ammo, bud. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. It's the like 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 we we got a survival game here. Like this is like yeah. we need you to to feel weak again. Um. 
And like, I honestly, I just didn't, I just felt like I was fighting the mechanics of the game at that point. Like you can't shoot fast enough. You can't move or aim or craft or heal fast enough or block fast enough. Sure. And that's why it's hard. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not fun. Yeah. It, it, that's just me scrambling. It, it falls into that trap uh, uh, once or twice. Um, yeah. It's worth pushing through. Um, you're about to get to a really fun section. Um, and I'll- So I got through the werewolf dance. Oh, okay, I did cool. do it. Right. Um, and it was funny because you get through, you get to, you get past the, the, the droves of enemies and we're getting through here. I'm like, oh, hang on. What about that guy? I was saying to Chad, I was like, what about that guy who rode in on a horse right at the start and then they got called away and then he like jumps in through the roof. I'm like, oh, here he is. Big axe guy. That combat encounter, I didn't mind. You know, it was like running around the pillars and then he picks them up and throws them at you. Yeah. Um, and then he like calls in reinforcements. So I'm like, okay, he's calling in reinforcements. I got enough time to reload my grenade launcher, and that should take out the enemies as they drop. Yeah. Yeah. So just stuff like that. That was fun. Yeah. And then yeah, I got to the start of the foundry, and then I called it for the day. But I was like, we'll see what happens. This is so Heisenberg's monologuing as I walk up and I and Ethan I walk Winters. Ethan Winters. He, said, am... he, he talks weirdly. He says, when well, he's talking about Mother Miranda, he says, Mother Miranda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mother There's no Miranda. R on Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he's like, I just want to have a talk, Ethan. Yeah. And then, like, opens up this, like, shoot behind to, like, talk to someone who sounds like a chainsaw, and that's weird. Oh, yeah. And then puts a, and then puts a chair down in front of it. He's like, I just want to have a talk. I'm like, oh, we're clearly going in that hole. He's clearly knocking us off that chair into that hole. So five minutes later, he's talking. He wants to use your daughter and you can, you can take down Mother Miranda together because he's a jilted child or whatever. And Ethan's like, fuck you. You want to use my kid? My kid's not, a, not something to be used. And he tosses you into the hole. And I'm like, all right, let's see what this, this, let's see what this chainsaw thing is that he's been talking to and then this big gate opens in the wall and a, and a massive a literal giant like jumps through with a propeller for a head i'm like oh this is sick yeah, this uh-huh. is like final fantasy 7 hell house kind of vibes nah, like I, just you, more ridiculous than you could have ever thought do you like soma <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so funny it's awesome. i didn't go it's any further so cool. than that it's just like the, the turn and run and then i saved and quit at that point yeah but good, like good 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 yeah and th- th- this part is fucking so fun so fun so silly yeah just the propeller is so funny it's so goofy it doesn't make any sense no, you not know at that's all. not bioweapon that's just like that's frankensteinian at that point but yeah it's this game's so fun and so silly and it was really fun going through all the side objectives picking up all of the i found a bunch of the the valuable stuff took down a bunch of the extra bosses it was just it was just fun to do that yeah. it's just I really like the exploration in that game outside of the, the like scripted Lord encounters, the castle and the, the dam and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of really like just the village and how it opens up to you slowly. Yeah. The um, like the, that's what's honestly so great about the Resident Evil games is how much they are exploration survival puzzle games, right? Like you are, you are trying to figure out how to do stuff consistently and trying to go like well what can i do here and what is this over there and and all of this stuff like it is it is so fun to do that stuff um that you don't get in a lot of these games 
Um, or rather, you don't get in a lot of games that are this genre, right? Like the, these these horror survival puzzle games. It's it's sort of just Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is cool. It's great. Like, it's so fun. Good on them. Yeah, I'm excited to see. They're what all the like that too. The, um, yeah. I mean, the older ones are a bit more obtuse, right? Where it's a bit like, oh, I have to go back to this area where for some reason that leads outside and well, th- th- that th- trapdoor. I now have a, 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 a screwdriver that I can use on this gate or something. Like, like They didn't have the bandwidth to make an entire, like, you know, giant bespoke areas like they do now. So, like, it's, it's different. Like, Resident Evil 7 is a lot more like the originals where, like, you're around, like, a centralized mansion. But, like, you know, the the vampire castle in eight is like an entire resident evil game. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. It's pr- it's pretty interesting. Like I, I've said this already, but it, I am interested to see the other games now that I've played this one. Um, I, I would love you to play too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm interested to see what the, the reception is to the DLC that's just come out, I think for, uh, for eight. It's, it's been, it's been like positive. Um, some people are saying it's like it's improving on some really interesting things that 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 eight does, which I think is cool. Um, I'll give it a go. I'm 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 not as keen to play the DLC in third person. I think. Um, right. I think I think eight works so well in first person. Hmm. Um, I'm interested to try it in first person. I did download that demo. But third person. But yeah, sorry. I'm interested to try it in third person. But uh, yeah. The uh, the only other thing we've got here is Marvel Snap. Um, Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. Marvel and, Snap. And I've got it here because like I I downloaded it when I saw that it's available on Steam. Uh, and turns out it's got a pretty buggy app. Yeah. Although it turns out it's only about as buggy as the actual in game the it mobile is, phone app is. It is literally the same thing. <laughs> Which is cool. I like that. I'm down for that. I'm not. Um, <laughs> It's also very silly that it doesn't have a quit button because you're just meant to use like your home button on your phone. One of the first things that I noticed. <laughs> so funny. So dumb. Uh, but yeah, I got to try the game. It's really, I, I, I really do like this game and I really like how simple it is. I don't understand why everyone's so jazzed about it and everyone's obsessed with it and everyone's playing it daily. For that, that for me, I don't quite understand um, I, 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 to the point where it's like, I kind of find the game simplicity and like ease of play too simple for me to bother spinning it up. I would much rather play a bigger game that's on my to-do list at the moment than load up Marvel Snap. Right. But you're not playing it on your phone. I have wondered if that's part of it. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> like games are short. But games also- are like 90 seconds to two minutes. Like three yeah. minutes max, like, and you just load up on your phone and knock out a couple of dailies while I'm eating a sandwich, and then close it again. People aren't playing it on the computer. Like people are, but like people are playing it on the phone. Yeah, but people are talking about it like they're talking about games that they would be playing on the computer. You know what I mean? Like I'm just hearing people be like, "Oh man, Marvel Snap is so good." It's like, yeah, because it's because it's here. Because <laughs> mm. I can just load it up. Mm. Um, it's a phone game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not interested in that. <laughs> yeah, but like, n- you know? neither of us have phones that can do this super well. 
Yeah, no, it would destroy my battery to load up this game. Yeah, it destroys mine. Although, to be fair, it's got a quality setting and it's got an FPS limiter. They can limit it to 30 FPS. It's the kind of thing, though, that it's like, as soon as you load a game on my phone, like, I've instantly lost 30% on it. You know what I mean? Not, like, not literally, but I... 30% of, like, it will just drain faster having launched a game in that power cycle. Give this a shot on your phone. I am curious, just even, just, like, just to see how well it goes, um, because mm. this does have quality settings that, that do limit a lot of the, a lot of the flashy effects, um, and you being able to cap to 30 FPS does save my battery noticeably. And my battery is also shite. Um, okay. But yeah, the, the reason it works so well is because it is... This like you know, one it's you know part of the new hotness. Um, it's a it's a very uh, approachable game. Yeah. Um, and also, it's got Marvel attached to it. And like and like yeah, and like that's a I think that's a that's a boon in the sense of like character recognition. Um, yeah. But like I've seen people who like don't like Marvel playing this. Um, people like I've seen people on Twitter being like. Like, I love this game. I just wish it wasn't Marvel. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it is a very interesting format for a deck game. And it is great to see that it is fast too. Um, yeah, yes. Sort of the three locations and you just kind of put down as many cards as you can in six turns. Like, you're really not putting that down that many cards unless you've built a deck that can do it. I guess that's putting me off as well. I'm, 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 I'm not looking forward to getting steamrolled by mechanics that I haven't grasped yet or I, or I can't play with yet so like the good thing is because it's like because it's ranked at the moment you're only playing against people who are in the same bandwidth as you um right and so you're not really playing against people who have got a bunch of cards you don't have Re- okay. realistically like you will occasionally but not nearly as much as you might be concerned about um hmm. while i go up the rank Usually, as I go up the rank, I will see cards and get them pretty close to each other. Right. Okay. Which does a good job of sort of initiating you into that mechanic and what they what they bring to the table. Yeah. It, it, it like it will be tricky to to continue that. As for example, I played in the first season, and then because I didn't play for two seasons, I got put back all the way down to like iron or whatever. But I already have a like a bunch of cards. Um, yeah. But also, I'm still not like winning. So like, like I'm not winning all the time. Um, not nearly as much as I was when I first played. So I think it still is doing some, some, because you've got a score which is like, like this is your like uh, the score for how collectible your cards are. Um, I wonder if it's also based on that that they want to keep that bandwidth similar as well. Yeah. Because then it at that point you've got a same level of experience playing the game as well as the same level of ability. Um, yeah. I, I am curious about that. Um, Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I I think it's a pretty approachable game that is going to be very easy to go, oh no, I played this for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, the, the, I can the, actually see you the doing Moorishness that. is there yes but I can also see you doing that I just I don't want to believe that the format is the only thing holding me back from liking it but it really just might be like it's a mobile game like it's made for the phone yeah I just in my head I just want to be able to I don't know there's something about that 
being different if I play it on my phone that bothers me. Well, you know what I mean? Like if I play it through Steam, I just want to I want to be able to be as hooked as other people. You will be, but I think the phone has to come first. Yeah. 20, that irks 20 me. 2048 wouldn't have been as in, as enjoyable if it was on the PC first. Oh god, you're so right. <laughs> you ever want to play Doodle Ugh. Jump on the phone? Sorry, on the computer? No. Oh, so I saw so many people play Doodle, Doodle Jump on the computer. Are yeah, you kidding me? But because they played it on the phone first. <laughs> you know, it's all the... It's, we, can, we can keep going if you'd like. <laughs> no, it's fine. God. If you're curious about that, we, have, I, we had an entire topic about, about why it matters you where you play games. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I want to be... I want to be malleable, Jeremy. I want to be able to play anything anywhere and and approach it the same. But it just doesn't work like that. Got, and that bothers me for some reason. I don't know. I, I, I can't figure out. I don't know why it bothers you, but also it is it is very important to note that people who make games take very, very cautious steps to figure out where they're playing these games. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. Well, on that grumpy note we're gonna finish off for the week everybody thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week <laughs> where i've had my thoughts uh, on v rally <laughs> yeah Jer- jeremy went to a swap meet this week got a couple of retro games i wasn't a swap you gonna meet play if... them this week no definitely not um okay well, i didn't it, think so it wasn't a swap meet it was just it's just a, a second hand store oh right sorry yes Oh, I always heard the word swap meet and it always sounded this like like this mythical market thing. This sort of like generous, like, oh, you went to a swap meet. Wow, that's, what's that like? That's cool. And that's just because I never went to one, but like. Sam is asking me, Sam is saying that they would watch me stream V Rally and I cannot tell you how many things that have to be unplugged and replugged because the PS1 doesn't do HDMI. I could do yeah, you it. Need a, you need a retro tink I'd, I'd, 2X I'd, Pro. No, 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 no. I would just need my Hopage HD PVR capture. <laughs> Your Hopage. My Hopage. Or, or the Dazzle. The Dazzle would do or it. Or the Dazzle. I forgot you've got like now retro video capture devices. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been capturing video on cough consoles for like quite a while now. It's been over 10 years. Says there's just a camera on your CRT. Oh god, that would be dreadful. <laughs> Absolutely not. Stop considering it, Jeremy. It's not worth it. I, I would I would have to I'd the have flicker to, lines, the, well, the scan lines. I would have to get one that has got a that has got a like not a shutter speed because that's physical, but like a, a refresh rate that matches your, the, the your hertz. Monitor. Yeah. Which is probably like yeah. it's probably fifty nine hertz because it's a PAL CRT. Maybe who knows? I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. I can't. No, 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 no. That would be that would be very silly. But it's funny to hear though. I'm gonna be in a different house by the end of next week anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. We're gonna leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to listen to us live as we record the show, you can catch us every week, five thirty p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Twitch.tv/MiniMapAU. Otherwise, you can catch us on any podcast platform of your choice on YouTube and also just on the website itself, MiniMap.com.au. Uh, 
we're about to do the post show. So if you're in the chat, stick around. We'll hang out with you. We'll chat some more. Talk about V-Rally some more, I guess. Uh, be sure to keep up to date with us when we post a new episode or anything else on Minimap. On, on Minimap. Uh, you can do that by going to any of our social accounts. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch at MinimapAU. And like I said before, you can also just go to the website, minimap.com.au. Uh, next week, you can look forward to us ranking the game of the year of uh, 2009. So think about what your your games that released in that time were, what your favorites are. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what has lasted um, between then and now. Uh Let's see. It turns out I've been reading the intro this whole time, but I think it, it worked pretty well <laughs> for the outro. I got to the bit where it was like, it was like, uh, we wanted to say thank you to Shook. It was like, wait, no, we did that already. Hang on. Um, yes, please remember to give us a positive rating um, wherever you're listening to us. A like on YouTube or a follow on Twitch or a plus or a tick or a heart on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. And just a final reminder that you can support us on Patreon if you wanted to do that. If you wanted to support us monetarily to help keep the lights and mics on, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, enjoy your Halloween. It'll be over by the time you're listening to this. Don't know why I mentioned it. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Halloween.